Out in the blackness of space, pilot explorers have a constant battle against the terrors of space madness. A never-ending succession of stars, a relentless grind of scooping, plotting, jumping, punctuated by occasional forays to find a nearby rare Earth-like planet. Maybe a water world, a metal-rich rocky body, and just sometimes that most elusive of things, a ringed, habitable planet. Some turn to drink, empty bottles of Centauri Megagin leaving a breadcrumb trail across the galaxy for future commanders to find. Others seek solace in the less legal pleasures of the galaxy, sampling the Onion Head. These commanders return to civilized space, changed, wild eyes and drawn faces, talking of mysterious noises out in the black with tall tales of strange alien ships, abandoned structures, and bright lights. One group, stranger than the rest, fly through space with a grin on their faces and a mug in their hand. Known only as Hutton Truckers, they spend their nights tuned in to a distant radio station, quietly laughing to themselves whilst dodging passing moons. Night alive. Evening from Hutton, I'm Chafing and he's a Rudolf Hucker. This is your weekly show from the galaxy's nearest, furthest orbital, and tonight's show is dedicated to all those dodgy individuals out there. In tonight's headlines Pirate Invasion feels Alvin's bite. Co-carry election swings in Hutton's direction. Wolf124 declared new home of New Hops. Major General injures himself again. Planning application submitted for a new naughty step. First tonight, there was a minor fracas at Hutton this week, after a phalanx of dastardly pirates sent by Don Antonacci landed at Hutton Orbital and poured out into the station, armed to the teeth and demanding to be taken to our leader. Nurse Wyeth, first on the scene, sounded the alarm. At this point, unfortunately, Alvin's brand new identity collar turned into the alarm signal and started to vibrate alerting him to the incident. The pirates were confronted by a flying four-legged furball of zero-g vibrating anger with teeth at the business end and business at the other end, and vibrating harder than one of Lael's special devices. Accompanied by a phalanx of momus bog spaniels from his security detachment and a passing cocker called Susan, Alvin disengaged his mag booties, engaged his jacket-mounted zero-g thrusters, and set about the pirates with the kind of enthusiasm normally reserved for his favourite Thargoid chew toy. With the vibration of his collar giving his ears a strangely hypnotic sine wave appearance. There was tearing, there was screaming, there were pleas for mercy. 
Those were from casual observers. The pirates were wholly unprepared for a golden bundle of fluffy anger, and it showed. They ran. Unfortunately, Alvin has placed the entire pod in space in lockdown until he gets the nasty taste out of his mouth. Great news, as that ongoing thorn in our side, Cockery, has finally declared a complete roller in the latest election. population have turned onto their backs, put their bellies skyward, and demanded to be given the kinds of belly rubs that are normally reserved for guests at Wonders Emporium at Hutton. We're delighted to announce that Kokari will, in the next day, be joining Hutton Space as the latest system to appreciate good gin. Great mugs and absolutely no totalitarian teeth back in and absolutely no totalitarian jackbooted government types. We give the population of Kokari or Cockery, whichever you prefer, a hearty for the mug. For the mug! Wolf124 was announced as the home of the most cooperative of PS4 commanders this week, as Willie Sport became the location for our latest wing from Hutton. Joining Hotbox with Van Man and Star, this Hutton wing have controversially named themselves Hops, after Hops Hopped No More. Hutton Orbital PlayStation Commanders are invited to attend the first PS4 meet at Willy Sport on the 30th of September for shenanigans, wings, and bounty hunting in Hutton Space, along with Commander Zabadak777. But more on Zabadak later in the show. We bring sad news that Major General Noctivegas has been admitted yet again to Hutton's infirmary after a rather unfortunate incident with a chest expander. In preparation for Frontier Expo early next month in Seoul, he realised that his chest wasn't actually broad enough for all the medals that Alvin had bestowed upon him. In an effort to fix this, he started working with an ancient chest expander found in a dig site on Seoul. Unfortunately, due to the level of perspiration on his uh, exertion, he stripped to the waist and promptly managed to catch all of his chest hair in the chest expander. He was found two, uh, two hours later, lying on the exercise room floor and whimpering whilst contemplating the ever-worrying question, to yank it off or not. It turns out that removing it with a circular saw was probably not the wisest of solutions. We have reassured all Hutton commanders that the Major General will be returning to active duty soon and that there will be no lasting effects from his ordeal. Get well soon, Nocti. Zabadak777 mentioned earlier in this broadcast unfortunately became the latest Hutton commander to visit the naughty step in Trepan, reserved for commanders that get it all wrong. Unfortunately, he managed to assist our opposition in Kokari by kissing all the wrong babies, publishing all the wrong policies, and admitting live on air that he did not have relations with that python. With at least half of Hutton's team having been relegated to the naughty step in the last three weeks, including Clipster, Clopster, our own psycho cow, what? what? What did he do? And of course, everyone from the SDC plus the Don's minions. We've had to build a bigger one. Uh, we're now considering moving them all to our newest prison planet. 
but for the time being, they're all having a time out. <coughs> right, well, that's it. The news is done. Next, we've got a little bit of music. Then the bit that everybody's waiting for. The return of Dr. Arkanen. But first, dear co-presenter. Yes? Do you know what's coming up next? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> well, especially for all of the crazy people out there, and, and especially for Zabadak777 and all those dodgy people on the naughty step. Um, <clears throat> we've got... Oh, yes. We've got the reasons probably why they did it wrong. It's all far too much. Uh, sex and drugs and rock and roll. Yes. And we'll be back. So don't touch that dial. Oh, I touched the dial. It went wrong. What a tune, what a tune, what a tune, what a tune, what a tune and a half. And Getting it all wrong. Did you get it all wrong? No, no, I didn't get it wrong. It's all those guys out there in Hutton Space that have been flying around. They didn't, actually. We're being very unfair to them. No, oh, yeah, well, I mean, how, how did I end? Oh, good evening, everyone. Sorry, before we go on, <laughs> welcome to Hutton Orbital News. I'm your host, uh, Grant Sekoko. We'll got joined here by Dave Vanti on... <gasps> Pierce off. No, he's pierce on. That's correct. Never take the pierce off. Pierce, pierce something, yes. I, I'm not going to pierce off quite yet. Not quite yet. But anyway, you, yeah. good evening, everybody, yes. Good evening, and yes, um, don't know. No, what, what? Okay, you were asking how you ended up on the naughty Yeah, what, what did I do wrong? Okay, so we put out an appeal out there for people. Have you got any data? You said, oh, I've got 9.2 million sitting in my hole. Where would you like it? And Major General Vegas, squealing from his latest hair removal chest expander, um, said, oh, we'd love it here. And then you went there and you dropped it. And the second afterwards, the hot pit team noticed we were impending lockdown. Now, I call that the kind of coincidence that can't be ignored. Oh, I put us into lockdown, right, okay. Well, that's probably worth going in my step. Well, but unfortunately, when we checked the logs and we looked at the most wanted people in our systems, oh, we shit. went to Van Marnen Star, and we looked down number one, number two, number three, and the number four most wanted person in Van Marnen Star is Commander Psycho Cow. It wasn't Who's been me. a very naughty boy. It wasn't me. I didn't... Well, unless somebody's been stealing your spelling of your name, it's you. <laughs> In my ship. I don't actually know, I haven't got a clue what that's from actually or when it's from. Um, could be from when I was getting my bounty, getting my uh, permit for there. I might have had a wee couple of incidences. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you're on the naughty step for that one. <laughs> and by the way, Commander Zabadak 777, it was a minor booboo. Actually, we, we, we said in the news it was all disastrous and you're on the naughty step. You're not really on the naughty step. It just so happened that he was so enthusiastic about being sort of the new head of the hops team. We have to explain that in a minute about hops and hops and not the hops and the new hops. But um, that he saw some instructions saying, we need help in Kokari. So he, of course, thought data was helpful. So he took data Kokari, not realizing we don't own it yet. And the reason we wanted help is because we don't own it yet. Um, unfortunately, it helped the opposition. But the hot pit team, who we're going to hear from later, managed to rescue everything. They're they're a clever bunch, aren't they? You are you are a clever bunch, aren't you, Mister Evenstar? 
been known to be clever on occasion when I can work my mute button. <laughs> funny enough, we heard no. the click on the mute, which is always funny. I always find it funny. You can hear the click, but you can't hear the person. Yes. So we are joining both ways, don't they? We are joining in the studio. We've got Commander Even Starvin here. We have Flossie, and of course, we have over in the corner scratching his beautiful pink spacesuit. Nope, it's buck naked. Bum. <laughs> I'm scratching my bum. <laughs> scratching his big beautiful bum. Uh, and, and what's his name? It's Buck. It's Watcher Buck. No, no, I meant the bum. Oh, that's Simuth. Oh, no, sorry. I, I, I was trying to be multicultural and suggest that there was a hobo in the corner, but it's not a hobo, it's a hobo. It's a, it's a, it's a Simuth tech monkey who was sneaking bloody songs into my playlist without me noticing from a different house, I, I, no less. No, hang on a second. The 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock slot is my DJ slot, so he's inserted pink into my slot, which is just not acceptable. <laughs> no, that was me. Um, but no, no, he's, he's found a way of being able to interrupt my live broadcasts and stick songs in my queue, which is unfortunate, but funny. Now, we also heard there was an incident earlier where you accidentally broadcast our signal to the wrong radio station. Are you going to confess to anything? <laughs> yeah, I did broadcast the leave radio for a bit. Um, so. no, did you broadcast our planning session for Hutton Orbital Radio out live to Lave Radio? I no, I didn't. I don't think I I, I broadcast our plan. I don't think I broadcast our plan. Maybe. Anyway, talking of evil master plans, whatever, we've got excitement coming in the next week. Uh, A lot of excitement coming in the next week, yeah. We've got the most exciting thing to hit space since 2.3 coming soon. Coming to us in the next Yes, we're going eagle racing at the weekend. Eagle racing, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, we're going eagle racing at the weekend. If you look on the Facebook page and other bits and pieces, um, anybody who's got an eagle... And wants to go, um, yeah, eagle racing in an eagle around canyons with people. Um, we're we're oh, doing this at the weekend. So and I'm sure during the radio broadcast in a minute, we can give you details about where and when. But we're going eagle racing because we're waiting for next week when something else is happening, which is... Um, is it Team Type 9 racing? No. Oh. Um, Hops, Bunny, Egg Hunt. No. no. Bunnies don't lay eggs anyway, I never get that. Um, oh, crikey. It, uh, and it's the, it's the best thing since 2.3. The best thing since 2.3 is happening next week. Yes. <gasps> 2.3 and a half. Plus a half. Ah. <sighs> Ah, 2.4 on Tuesday. Tuesday, no less. Tuesday is going to be awesome. Now, we have to give a little bit of advice to Hutton Commanders um, about how to cope with the excitement of Tuesdays. Yeah, don't. I mean, I mean 2.4, update just day. Don't. Just go to bed and get up on Wednesday. It's much easier. <laughs> exactly. So... In the morning, everyone's going to wake up and they're going to be all excited about all the exciting new things, the ability to plot spaceships across 22,000 light years in one go, um, uh, improvements in lots and lots and lots of stuff. Oh, and limpets, new limpets. That oh, yeah, yeah. Ships. And, and repair limpets, yeah, definitely. And, and, and the neutron highway and, and the, 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 the new Type 10. No, 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 we'll, we'll talk to Buck about that. We won't talk to Buck about that in a bit because he's not telling us anything until Tuesday. 
So we're going to find out about it on Tuesday, maybe. Um, but, but no, with it, you get synthesis, you, you can you can make yourself heat sinks and you can yeah. make yourself limpets and you know you can fly to Hutton. Now here's the thing: mm-hmm. you can fly to Hutton and you don't have to take limpets with you. You can fly to Hutton and when you get to Hutton, you can make yourself some limpets. Ooh, that's handy. Ooh. That's um, really handy. And yeah, it is very handy because if you forget. And luckily, if you've got some materials, you can you can make some more. Um, and also, we understand that Hutton's getting a bit of a financial boost next week. Hey, we're getting the bribe from the Don. So at, at the moment, why would anyone fly to Hutton? Uh, I don't, Eagle Racing tomorrow, 8.30pm, says Commander Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, okay, we know that, but we don't know where. We'll talk about that in a minute, about the where. Oh, okay, sorry, um, um, you, you asked a more specific question. Well, a very specific question. So you fly to Hutton. Why do you fly to Hutton? Because that's where you get mugs from. Or the mug. Okay, Thank so that's the only reason. Definitely not to get free anacondas or 100-credit anacondas or anything else. No, just... But now there might be a reason, because when you fly to Hutton after Tuesday, uh-huh. you're going to get an awful lot more money. Just for flying there? Yeah, because the Galactic Authority has decided that sitting for an hour and 45 minutes in a straight line is sufficient that they're going to boost your money. So all missions throughout the galaxy are getting a boost. So the longer you fly in Super Cruise to get to your mission, the more money you get. Ooh. And is there anywhere in the galaxy that takes longer in Super Cruise than Hutton? Well, depends who's flying. <laughs> if you do a few loops of shame. Yeah, um, but no, you're right. It is the longest distance. That's going to be awesome. Which means more anybody money. flying to Hutton not only is going to get their mugs and their gin but they're going to get some extra cash too. on missions and stuff you're doing there I did ask the question of whether or not you get it just for flying there you have to be doing something otherwise you're not going to get nothing you know you don't go to there and say give me money what you have to do is go oh, here's some data and they go oh here have a bonus because you've just been bored for an hour and 45 minutes or you've tuned into Hutton well, on the radio while you're doing it, in which case you've lost all sanity. Will they still give us the 45 minutes to get there? <laughs> no, that's been fixed. And the skimmer rain. Ooh. A bit like the purple rain, but yep. these are... Harder. Yeah, more blades. Skimmer rain's gone. Oh. I've got a new brolly no as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Your, your, your adamantium brolly. No longer when approaching planets are you going to find skimmers dropping like drop bears all around you. Evil drop bears. Trying to unscrew your head and bite your insides. Yeah. Yeah. But that's great. That's telling us what we're getting. But you were going to give advice to people of how to survive the patch time. Okay. How to survive the patch time. Number one in the morning. The F5 button is going to do you no favours. Oh. It will happen when it happens. It will happen when they've determined that it's not all going to go horribly pear-shaped. But number two. Yeah, you don't... The what, second... I, I, I know number two. What? Go on then. I know number two. Number two is... Don't worry about it, because while it's updating, you'll be able to jump in and play and, and fly your ships as normal while you wait. Um, no. Balls. Right, so at some point during the day, which could be at any point during the day, everything's going to stop. Your ship will stop. It will crash into planets, you won't be able to access it, your VR is going to go black, and at that point you chill into Hutton Orbital Radio and you do something else. Mm -hmm. And then at some point even further down the day, 
there's going to be a message coming out from just about everyone saying, oh my god, it's available. And in that point, just about everyone is going to click that magic button that says upgrade my ship systems. But if you've now, got what's a really then? fast internet, it'll come down extremely quickly and successful first time, won't it? Now, if you've got a really fast internet and you're first... Oh. Everyone else, you're going to sit there. I mean, there is some glorious stuff coming. I mean, there's, we're going to talk to Buck Naked later. There are Type 10s, maybe. There are aliens, probably. What? There's all sorts of shenanigans, maybe. And, yeah, it's going to take some time to update. So do not take the day off on Tuesday. Take the rest of the week off. Go on. Spoil so yourself. Then, you know, at the point that you've managed to get your gloriously updated super distance plotting skimmer free update down you're going to log on to your ship systems and try and find your ship now unfortunately the entire galactic network is going to be clogged up with other people downloading things which means it's you know going to be a bit iffy for a while but yeah but so, the good news is because it's a new update and it's gone through a huge amount of beta testing there's not going to be any bugs no 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 you see you're wrong again ah oh, farts there are always bugs. Sometimes they're thyroid-shaped, sometimes they're skimmer-shaped, like we had last time. So, <clears throat> we let it settle down. Hutton truckers don't mind. There's none of this OMG, WTF, OMG tears. I can't see this thing in the patch notes. Now, you see, there's the thing. The patch notes. That's what you do for a couple of hours. You read the patch notes. If it's not in the patch notes, it didn't happen. Saying, has this happened and it's not in the patch notes, will generally get you to the airlock 3 with a big lever. Or on cubicle 3 duty, straight away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but what you do, if you spot that you're flying your spaceship out there, and unfortunately they've unplugged one of the wings and it's fallen off and your ship's doing corkscrews everywhere, what you do is you go online and you say, I found a bug, here it is, fix it, please. And then go do something else. So basically you help make it better and put the wings back on all the pythons or whatever it is. Okay, that makes that makes perfect sense. Now, what Canon Interstellar are going to be doing is heading for the Pleiades straight away to try and tinfoil their way into the Thargoids. Is that is that hygienic? Well, I've heard that tinfoil stops everything, including mysterious signals. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and if the tinfoil doesn't, then just eat biscuits till it all goes away. Um, anyway, so they're going to be tinfoiling their way into the Thargoid, so you need to be watching all galactic communications channels to work out whether we're all in deep bio-waste or really deep bio-waste. It'd be really nice to actually to go and have a look at, and of course, actually, not mention the fact it's going to be nice to go and have a look at Hudden Orbital. We're going to have some events coming up so that you can win yourself and earn yourself one of the new Hutton mugs coming soon. TM, TM. Dot com. Dum, dum, dum. There are more Hutton mugs. Now, there was a great big thread in the Mobius. Are you familiar with Mobius? Uh, yes, the big, bald-headed, lovely man. Yeah, are you familiar with Mobius's friends? The big group of them, this, this was it 70 or 40,000? 40,000, 40, I don't know what it is. It's a million of them. Yeah, billions of them. 
Well, there were many people on there saying, look, I bought a mug, and we all said, they're fake mugs. And they went, but it's a Hutton mug. And we said, it's not, it's a fake Hutton mug. And they went, but it's got Hutton on it. And we said, yes, but it's not from Hutton. And they said, well, no, it's cost all this money from somewhere else. And we had a long chat about it. And they went, well, okay, how do I get a real Hutton mug? And we said, well, just watch this space. And they said, well, I want to buy one. He said, you can't buy one. I can see that Mindwipe doesn't want one. earn one. He doesn't want one. No, of the new ones or the old ones? Of the new ones. He says they better be dishwasher safe this time, so he doesn't want one. Yeah, well, see, mine hasn't been used for anything other than gin, and I hand wash it. <laughs> Don't put it through the dishwasher. It's natural, unfortunately, the way that this particular mug uh, you know, is constructed. It's very difficult to embed the um, markings into the frame shift fragments um, to such a point that they are not going to be... Wa- it's just the natural blistering from the heat of the actual frame shift fragments. So you have to be very careful with them. In fact, you should always use gloves when handling them. Um, it's been known to grow extra fingers. I was going to say something there, but I realised that it, it, are, are we out, you know, outside the watershed here, or <clears throat> we'll just check. Yes, six minutes we're clear. Well, whatever you do, don't fuck your mug because if you fuck your mug, it's going to fade. Yeah, I've got a couple of faded ones because people in my house put them. By in the way, the I don't normally swear live on air, but I just felt the need to do that one because I've had one of those days. Yeah. Anyway, you see, you can tell we're deliberately procrastinating for all the people listening to try and tune into the next bit. Yeah, we're just going to drag it out. But even Star, you've got um, an update, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a little message from from Miss Featherstone. She just recorded a little something for you earlier on. Yeah, we love Miss Featherstone. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. She's rather fond of you. We love Miss Featherston. <laughs> oh, oh my, it was almost like she was channeling Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a reason this evening while we're talking about all of this, because we've had a secret signal. We've had a very secret signal pack picked up. If you were sitting there wondering what happened to Miss Featherstone, then, you know... And- well, yeah, doc- where's the doctor? No one, no one cares about the doctor. No one cares about the doctor. It's Miss Featherstone. That's all you really want to know about. <laughs> Miss Featherstone's got her own fan club. <laughs> she has. And of course, Dick. Uh, we mustn't forget the Dick. Um, um, <laughs> never neg- well, never neglect the Dick. Um, oh my God, help. Right, so <laughs> right. we Go have. On. Let's let's put them out the misery. Put everybody out their misery. Now this is this is a lovely, lovely long. Well, we all get to go and put our feet up for a bit and not talk. Yeah, I'm going for a sleep. I think I think I think I might need one. You no, know, before we start though, um, are you familiar with the history of the Thargoids? Um, well, not personally. Okay, so. At some point in the last seven days, maybe a week ago plus maybe a couple of hours, somebody from the Pilots Federation logged on to Galnet and broadcast, this is what we know about the Thargoids. And and it all went very quickly and nobody paid any attention. So we thought, you know, we'd 
delve into the galaxy and find out who does know about the Thargoids. Now, coincidentally, Dr. Arkanen of Canon Interstellar is the galaxy's leading authority on the Thargoids. And he has put a detective on the case to find out what's going on with all the Thargoids out there. And for anybody that missed episodes one to four, there were things that happened and then new things are going to happen. But anyway, they're going to tell us all about it because we have had a broadcast from them. We did. We got this this urgent recording um, from the deep, dark recesses of the space place. Uh, and we bring it to you now for your enjoyment. So crank your headphones up and, uh, yeah, pay particular attention to the wisdom of Dr. Arconan because he's very wise. It had been a year since I'd met the doctor and his assistant, Miss Featherstone. I'd burned through the cash they'd given me and more than one bottle of Mega Gin. I'd hit the bottom of the bottle and bounced back. We'd decoded the signals. We'd explored in Miss Featherstone's asp exhaustively, and we'd kept the doctor safe from all manners of mishaps. It was time to reveal all, and not just to the doctor's assistant. We'd met at the doctor's lab on the Gnosis somewhere in the Pleiades. You may want to sit down, doctor. I appear to have had a mishap. Oh no, doctor. Your scale models are the unknown probes. You broke them. I can glue them back together again if you want, Doctor. Thank you, Tiart. Detective Dick, I think I'd better remain standing. I have another chair here, Doctor. No, I think I have an alien probe embedded in my rear. We'll look into it. I've finished my investigation, Doctor. I've got bad news. It's Thargoids. Don't worry, I've got creams that solves that. No, Doctor. The probes. They're alien. My God! You mean the alien probes and the alien artifacts are alien? Oh my! However did you find out? It all began in 3125. What? Nearly 200 years ago? Yes. Almost half the Doctor's life ago. When he was a young man of only 180. Remember it, like it was only 30 years ago, when all we were allowed to fly were cobras, and the eight-sided vessels grabbed us from witch space and attacked us with drones. Which space was that? Somewhere in a lave, my dear. It turns out that human forces had attacked a peaceful delegation of aliens somewhere in the Veliatsi system. These days, it's known as Epsilon Indy, shortly before these attacks began. You mean? Yes, doll. That's Miss Featherstone to you, detective. That doesn't matter now. Anyway, a young undergraduate, one Alberforce Arcanon, named the aliens Thargoids. Eight-limbed, eight-sided, and ammonia-based life forms. Shortly after, they vanished. Along with my student, Grant. But, Doctor, you mean you've met these aliens before? I've seen things you people would not believe. But that's just tears in the rain now. Besides, my memories of that time are hazy. 
Maybe something to do with the money from my grant. You mean you got very drunk, yes? Maybe. Anyway, 100 years later, there were news reports in the tabloid galactic press about a conspiracy to cover up the return of these aliens. And this time, a strange organization known as the Intergalactic Naval Reserve Arm were ready for them. A research fellow attached to INRA had been experimenting with mushrooms. I was in my hippie phase, you know, and grew my hair long and wore a caftan. You mean you were stoned? This isn't the Middle Ages, my dear. Nothing that drastic. They just sent me for psychiatric assessment and cut off my... Oh, my! Uh, my grant! The resulting mycoid virus appears to have wiped out the Thargoids by attacking their polymer-based forms and in the process destroyed the entire latex industry for years. That would explain the population boom. Then, two years ago, these mysterious unknown artifacts appeared and the good doctor hired me to investigate. They made strange noises and appeared to admit Morse code. Later, in 3301, the artifacts started scanning ships and broadcasting line art drawings of them back to an unknown location. Stations started malfunctioning, as did the doctor's equipment. I've had that seen to now. Then, last year, barnacles were discovered in the Pleiades and releasing meta-alloys which pilots used to fix stations brought offline by the unknown artifacts. I remember there was a connection between the artifacts leaching materials from surrounding station structures and repairing themselves, but the meta-alloys were leached in preference, causing the unknown artifacts to repair and stop damaging stations. Indeed, lady. I think I prefer Miss Featherstone if that's okay, Detective. Dick. Yes. We then discovered the probes, which, when probed, disable the ship, doing the probing by unknown means. This is what happened to Miss Featherstone's asp. <laughs> That's enough of that chart. Get back to mending my morals. Then, a crashed alien ship of unknown origin was discovered in the Pleiades, and these unknown probes started sending signals to the Carl 70 sector. In January of this year, reports came in of encounters with giant alien vessels, which grabbed ships at a frameshift, disabled them, and subjected them to a huge probe. <laughs> Chat! I said that's enough! Sorry, Doctor. Things have accelerated. Fast. First, we discovered the aliens were sucking barnacles. Then the signals led to a gigantic alien structure on a planet. Chad and I took a trip to one of those and we found the missing link. You know, it's not polite to call Mr. Potter names. No, Doctor, not him. The link between the artifacts and the probes. There's a link? My God, I must see what they look like right away. Doctor, I've fixed your broken probes. I think I've got them correct. 
What an astonishing and unexpected coincidence. Jad has muddled up all the broken parts and they look just like an unknown link. Anyway, Jad and I found these little scavengers on the planet's surface near the structures. Cute little critters. We brought one back for you to look at. It looks so forlorn and lost down there in the wreck of whatever the building was. And we found a map as well. We were hoping to take him back to his friends. You mean you've captured an alien? Yes, we've got one in the hold. He's made a terrible mess of everything. Don't worry though, I bought one of those resistant racks from Professor Palin. Hang on, let me open the door here so you can see him. little critter. Look out, he's getting angry. It took some time to get the scavenger under control. Chart sedated it with a heavy blow from a nearby filing cabinet. The doctor collapsed through sheer terror but we revived him, with help from Miss Featherstone's perfume cabinet. We studied the scavenger, and the plaintiff signals sent us to the Pleiades, in the hopes of finding one of these alien crafts, and returning their little alien friend to them. Doctor, wake up! We're in the Pleiades! We found one of the Thargoids! Click, follow it, and turn your scanners up to full power! We want to try communicating when we give them back this little scavenger. Hang on, Doctor. I've detected a wake signature. There are some other ships here. They look like Aegis ships. The fools! They're going to ruin my experiments! Stop them! Fast! Commanders, They're not responding to messages. I've got an audio feed from their wing. Entering range of the target shutdown box. Deploy countermeasures. Countermeasures charged and active. Shutdown pulse imminent. Countermeasures effective. Moving to phase two. Activate prototype missiles. Let's see what these new weapons can do.
Richard. Get my asp out of here. The doctors had some kind of flashback to the year 3125. Will the doctor survive the encounter? Will the detective find out what's behind the Thargoids? Will anyone survive Aegis's foolish, foolish efforts? Tune in next time to Dr. Arkanen, Episode 6. Ooh. That was tense. No, past tense. It was a few minutes ago. Ah. That's what I meant. Whoa. So... Yeah, that's that's a different perspective on the whole Thargoid thing. Yeah, a different one. It really is. Yeah, kind of a a sympathizer point of view. Um, mm. Well, I mean, the fact that Doctor Arkanen is that old. I mean, obviously genetically enhanced. He was there back in the day. He was there back in the other day, and he's here now. In the day. In the day, yes. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, we should maybe get him on the show and, and maybe have a, <laughs> well, a, a weather spoon if he quiz ever, ever recovers. Yes. Yeah. That'd... Apparently, so was Jack, the barman who's gone off to Colonia, and um, he managed to leave <laughs> and <laughs> go and find his bar somewhere else, with nowhere near the Thargoid. So, ooh, squee, Tuesday, maybe aliens. Yikes, scary business. So, yeah, don't be too mean on them when you see them. Maybe give them a chance to, 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 to talk to you and, and give you what they what, what their side is, you know? Not all aliens well, uh, are yeah. evil. I mean, you know, the, the good doctor and Miss Featherston and Chart were trying to get the little scavenger back to his friends or his mum or, you know, he was round that wreckage and they picked him up and they took him out there to the Pleiades and they tried giving him back and these Aegis guys turned up and spoiled the party. Dear bloody Federals. Um, speaking of bloody Federals, um, what what's happening in, in Hutton at the moment? Well, funny you should ask, we have an expert with us. Oh... Well, a proper expert. But be be before we go to the expert, we have to say thank you to Canon Interstellar and Dr. Arkanen himself. Oh, yes. And, of course. of course, Commander Del Monte, who's been uh, lending a hand with uh, things to do with radio, and, of course, the delectable Miss Featherstone. It wouldn't be good without her, frankly. <laughs> it wouldn't be good without Miss Featherston. No, she did, yeah. Um, and also to um, the Pilots Federation themselves, Frontier Developments, for um, yes, <clears throat> without um, actually saying so, allowing us to use maybe a little bit of audio from their latest video stream. But it's not, it doesn't represent the views or being endorsed by any member of Frontier staff past, present or current uh, <clears throat> no, we may have intercepted that signal while we were floating out there in Miss Featherston's asp. <laughs> <laughs> and and anyway, moving along to somebody who's very familiar with um, <laughs> Just don't. a hot pit, <laughs> with hot pit <laughs> and hot systems. Good evening, Squire. Good evening. Now, 
we've oh, how's my birthday thank you well, thank you very much Tw- 21 again do you know yeah. what i i had i had two offers this evening i had uh, one of you know my customers say david do you want to come out for a few drinks with us and a bite of dinner or would you like to go on the radio station and i said do you know what i'm going on the radio station you're a trooper a proper trucker yeah, proper mother trucker, and and definitely, of course, it was all well planned out, and definitely not written at the last minute. Anyway, um, as for something else not written at the last minute, uh, are you, are, you, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Is the currently recuperating Major General Doctor Vegas giving you the thing with the stuff yes. with the numbers? Proper trooper he is. And as the tech monkey giving you the music. Oh, we have the music, yes. It's all here and, and monkeyed up. <laughs> well, in which case, monkey away. Let's see if it works, shall we? Oh, look at that, it's working. So, your political roundup of the weekly stats from the Hutton Orbital Truckers political information team. At 12, up 11, at 40, it's Kokery. At 11, down 16, at 42, it's Wolf 359. And at 10, up 13%, at 46% this week, it's LP245-10. At 9, up 12%. At 54, it's Trepin. At 8, up 23. At 58%, it's George's Pants. At 7, up 17. At 58%, it's Wolf 25. And at 6, up 20%. At 60%, it's Wise 08550714. At 5, up 20. At 68, it's LHS 340. At 4, up 10. At 71, it's Van Marlen's Star. At 3, up 13 at 72%, it's Wolf 124. At 2, up 33 at 72, it's PSPF at 2. And at 1, up 26. At 81%, we're at home in Alpha Centauri. Scream! Yay! And over in Colonia. At 5, down 5 at 4, it's EOL Prowl LWC8 to 11. At 4, holding at 7, it's Far Towery. At 3, up 6, at 50, uh, 10%, it's Pytheus. At 2, up 1, at 11, it's Amatsubushi. And at 1, up 9, at 51%, EOL Procol Centauri. Oh, well, I, ne- I nearly got through that without tripping over my teeth. Oh, hang on, did I catch the numbers right on Alpha Centauri there? 81%. Now, you see, I know that your your spreadsheet-laden assistant come co-presenter here, Spike, has definitely left you a graph which will tell you exactly when the last time we hit 86% or whatever it is, was. You've def- definitely left me a graph. Oh, God, you look at it. You press the button, it goes, oh, yeah, having a think about it. Having a think about it. But it's been a long time. It's been quite a while, hasn't it? Let's have a... Shuffling. Oh, it's been a long time. Scrolling. One month, two months, ten months. Scrolling back. Eighty-one. Oh, there we go. Look, there it is. It's um. God, it's last year, I think. Wow, it's been twelve months. Getting on for. I haven't put. Getting on for twelve months since we were last that high in Alpha Centauri. So I have to ask the question we ask every single week. What does it all mean? Well, we've had a fantastic week. That's what it all means. We've nearly won in Kokiri. We're, 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 we're nearly hours nearly away from the end. Hours? Three hours? 
Yeah, is that three hours that. from three hours from the, the the one day that we have to wait for it all to go through, or is that three hours from our name being rubber stamped on the system? That's three hours from the end of election and um, that uh, Alvin's lockdown. So yes, that that's as far as I'm prepared to to go on that one. Yeah, I mean those pirates. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but there, there are bite marks in places that people should not have bite marks. Yeah, Alvin does look lovely and fluffy, but just don't get on the wrong side of him. You know, especially, to growl. Especially not in zero G, no. Absolutely. So, um, so we've got election at the moment, and then at the end of the election we've got a lockdown because <clears throat> somebody did bad things. Hey, naming no cows. I did, I did, I did. I didn't, it wasn't okay. me, it was him. Anyway, so, so during lockdown, is lockdown, we get a day off, do we? Or is this like A to B to, yeah, no break? It's straight A to B as far as we know. So really for the next okay. few hours, if, if you can, messengers, messengers, missions and passengers. We can have missions. Right. I think we should. So when, when we're in lockdown, bad things happen. So we don't get any more gin. We don't get any more mugs. In no. fact, we don't get any more missions. Or we do, but they don't do anything. We don't get any more trade. They don't do anything. In fact, the only thing during lockdown that does anything... It's Mars Bot. No, sorry, Bounty. So that's the one. It's the coconut ones. Hutton Bounty. If you like so a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, Bounty Hunt. That's the one. Right, okay. So from tomorrow morning... Everyone's going to be bounty hunting, and where do we go bounty hunting? Well, there's there's a nice one at PSPF. There's a, a compromise nav beacon there, which is always good for a bit of a scrobble. So that will do. Um, but we want bounties to all systems, but we don't want them in Sirius or Kappa or Wolf or PSPF, strangely enough, or NHS. Okay, so we go to PSPF LF2 and look for res sites. We go to why is 08550714? Yep. and look for res sites. We go to Wolf124 and look for res sites, and we get lots of bounties there, and then we hand them in at places we need them, which are... Well, we've Epsilon got... Indy? Yeah, Epsilon Eridani. Um, not serious. Oh, not no, no, we need him in Eridani. Um, we need some influence, but it depends if we're, we're playing too much influence on that. Um, mm, okay. Uh, <clears throat> ah, there uh, we go. Oh. Kokery, Ross 671, Wolf 359, Wolf 25, George's Pants, Epsilon Indy, and apparently Alpha Centauri, but... Um, no, there's reasons. There's we cannot all, divulge yeah. the reasons, but there are reasons. Okay, so we go bounty hunting, we spread the bounties around in sort of 500,000 to 1 million chunks and spread them around places other than the places we don't want. Absolutely, yes. Little and often, that's the trick. Don't don't hoard it all at once, because for a start, you could lose it if it all goes horribly wrong. And secondly, the more little deliveries of um, bounties you get, the more influence we get. And so, you know, Hutton, Hutton uh, fights pirates like a Chinese meal. Absolutely, yes. Tapas, Chinese, that sort of thing. Yeah, small, was it small portions, but so many courses. Yes. And for anybody who liked Red Dwarf, they'll know exactly where that came from. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, hologra holographic uh, lovemaking. <sighs> yes. uh, that's another story. Good old right, so, and then we're going to head over now to the deepest, darkest Colonia. What did it all mean in Colonia? I've not a clue. Um, we, we need a mind wipe, really. Well, funnily enough, Mindwipe messaged me seconds before I asked that question. And he said, current Colonia orders are missions to Doriso and data to Fort Mug. 
So Doriso is an open season on. We're trying to win the place. So anyone who's there, who's dropped the data off, who's arrived, all those people turning up for um, the inaugural ceremony for Hut and Moon, um, pop over to Doriso, do the thing, do lots of missions, passenger missions, delivery missions, all those kind of things. Um, but if you're turning up for the first time, drop your data at Fort Monk first, then off to Doriso and do missions there. Sounds good to me. You know, we couldn't have planned that any better, could we? And certainly not with the time you had, no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, Commander Mindwipe and Commander Splendor. And uh, thank you very much, Commander Evenstar. Oh, very welcome. And thank you, Nocti and the rest of the Hotbit team. And get well soon, Nocti. Yes, definitely. Yep, get well soon. Anyway, I'm sure I, we, we've understood that the operation to turn him into a he future Armistall head in a jar is actually going to be next week as well. So we're going to have a get well soon Nocti so they can take you and chop you up and turn you into a head in a jar and then get well soon from that to next week. I'm sure we've got a song about that. Well, it's a song about, I don't know, <clears throat> the sedation they're going to uh, put him under. What, what have we got next after this bit? Ah, uh, well, I believe we're going to come back and speak to the Queen! The Queen, Her Royal Highness, Queen Flossie of the Community Goals. And our very own Flossie sparkles in the sky like some diamonds. She does. Just a pity she's not called Lucy. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was a link. Here we go. What a tune. She is not called Lucy. She's called Flossie. And she's not in the sky with diamonds. She's in the studio with the community goals. And that means only one thing. I have to press one button. That's right, isn't it, Flossie? Just the one button I've got to push. Just one button. Yeah. Just one button. Let's see if I can get it right this week. It's that one. That's right. Woohoo! <laughs> It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie And the community goes Hello Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. The engineers appeal for Thargoid material. Following news that the Thargoids have attacked the, a federal convoy in the Pleiades sector IRWD-155 system, Aegis has recruited two of the galaxy's foremost independent engineers to immediately begin developing new defensive and offensive technologies. One of these engineers is Liz Ryder, a specialist in explosive weaponry who spoke to the Federal Times about her involvement. It's not about penetrating the Thargoid shields. We've been blowing each other up for centuries, so we've gotten pretty good at dealing punishment. It's about creating weapons that are specifically calibrated to damage Thargoid hardware. Ryder was asked if she thought it was too late to avert all-out conflict with the Thargoids. That's a question for the politicians. My job is to design weapons, and if someone or something shoots at you, you've got two choices, run away or shoot back. At the moment, the first of those is our only option. It would be nice to have a second. 
Aegis Core has pledged to reward pilots who deliver unknown technology samples, unknown biological matter, ancient relics and explosives to Awaiwa Flerbo in the Uribaya system for Liz Ryder. The other engineer is Professor Ishmael Palin, a leading authority on xenobiology who has been recruited to the programme. He said, My first task will be developing a scanner that can provide us with meaningful data on the Sargoid ships. Of course, to properly calibrate these new technologies, we will need large quantities of Thargoid material. Aegis Research has promised to reimburse commanders who deliver unknown technology samples, unknown resin, computer components and resonating separators to Obsidian Orbital in the Maya system for Ishmael Palin. The campaign begins on the 21st of September and will run for one week and if the final target is met earlier than planned, the campaign will end immediately. And that is this week's CG News. Ooh, is it just the one? Well, it's it's two, but, but oh, they're um, all wrapped in two, two, in, two engineers. I kind of I like the idea of unknown biological materials because it's kind of like you know I found this. What is it? Don't know. Perfect. Give it here. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's probably shit. No, just just yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, bio waste. But no, it's got a name. As long as you don't know what it is, take it there and get involved. Um, yeah, interesting, isn't it? It's interesting times and all. Um, I'm wondering, with, with 2.4 landing on Tuesday, whether they're hoping that this will be wrapped up before then. Yeah, I don't know. that. I don't really know how things are going so far. Um, but it looks like they've set the tiers fairly high to begin with, so they may be hoping it will last a full week. Okay, well, yeah, it should be interesting to see if it does play a part in next week's reveals and all the things going on. Yeah, interesting, interesting times. Hey, what are you involved in this week, or have you decided to sort of stay away from these ones? Uh, I don't really know if I can find any of the things I need. Um, I might do the Perlins one, because I don't really want to get involved with explosives and shooty stuff. No, yeah, not at all. So it's unbecoming of a flossy, that is for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, really quite quite interesting. Thank you very much for keeping us updated. Um, are you going to be? Well, we're, taking- yeah, so we're looking forward to the post two point four community goals. It's just lots of people going help, help, get a ship yeah. out from here. We need a taxi. But it, I mean, it started. It started already, isn't it? I mean, the conspiracy theories. Obviously, we've seen the video that came out. We've heard the Canon Interstellar special broadcast earlier. It's clear that somebody's shooting something at somebody that's not working, and somebody's investing money in finding something that they can shoot at somebody that does work, or something, mm-hmm. or something. Yes. So at some point, somebody's going to have to come up with something as a result of a community goal that we all get to shoot something at somebody. But, of course, it's not all about shooting because you might just want to give them a big hug or scan them. <laughs> yeah, I'll just scan them. So we might have to get some fancy pants scanners too. So there's going to be lots of CGs, I'm sure, coming up to invent fancy pants stuff to do with Thargoids. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I think that or super-duper runaway drives. Well, that too. <laughs> so, well, anyway, we expect Flossie to be super busy 
with super stuff over the next few weeks to do with Thargoids and aliens and stuff. Yeah, hopefully. Well, well thank you, know, you very much. I'll go to hide behind Flossie's ship when she's out there. <laughs> Don't I'm behind mine. <laughs> well, I, uh, she usually behind, flies backwards. I was going to say behind Don't butt naked ass. Don't you yeah. start. <laughs> hey, well, you fly backwards. You anyway. What that, <clears throat> that's enough about that. Um, so uh, yeah, that's us. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> blunder along. In, into the next little bit of the show, which, of course, is going to be even more informative than Canon Interstellar. Is it? It's going to be even more informative than Dr. Arkanen. It's going to be even more informative, hopefully, than anything we talked about during the bantery bit earlier. Maybe. Mm. Um, because, of course, Commander Wotherspoon reads the news so we don't have to, because, of course, everybody else was on the onion head and spent their time... Yeah, not paying attention <clears throat> and don't know anything because they got high. Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they did. Or maybe they're just an Afro man. Yeah. Um, we're oh, high. Yeah, I, I, actually, to be honest, it's not a case of uh, that at all. I should be doing this. Galnet News Digest, 21st of September, 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Scientific Agency gets nasty. Lave Radio provides the key to Thargoid vulnerability. Last chance to be a dead-ender. SDC announces amnesty. Scientific Agency gets nasty. Scientific Joint Initiative, Aegis, is being given teeth. Established only six weeks ago to improve our understanding of Thargoids and Thargoid technology, the agency, which is funded jointly by the Empire, Federation and Alliance governments, has had its remits extended to include the extermination of non-human life, such as Thargoids. The joint powers are alleged to have unanimously agreed that the reports of a recent unprovoked attack on federal ships in Plyde's sector IR-WD1-55 mean that humanity must develop what is described as defensive technology to counter this imminent threat. In return for abandoning scientific method and becoming a military research establishment, Aegis has been granted a very large amount of money. With the Federation now claiming categorically that the Thargoids fired first, and that the Federation wing was engaged by many Thargoid vessels at once, concerns are being raised that there may be powerful individuals who want to provoke conflict between humanity and the Thargoids, and that the whole incident may have been staged to provoke anti-Thargoid sentiments. The Federation has invited commanders to visit the site of the battle in Plyde's sector IR-WD1-55 to see the destruction wrought by the Thargoids for themselves, and to feel the fire of righteous indignation against those who are not like us. Lave Radio provides the key to Thargoid vulnerability. newly wealthy Aegis is wasting no time spending some of its cash developing new weaponry to counter the Thargoid menace, recruiting two engineers to work 
on anti-thyroid technologies. Professor Palin, until recently blockaded by the Federation, has been commissioned to develop a scanner that can gather detailed information about the Thargoid ships. In order to test this new scanner, Aegis is procuring supplies for the Batty Boffin, including Thargoid technology samples, Thargoid resin, computer components and resonating separators. It does not appear to have occurred to the lab-coated loony that his scanners will be used to probe the Thargoid ships for their Achilles heel. Liz Ryder will also be working with Aegis and is expected to develop explosive weaponry designed to deal maximum damage to Thargoid hardware. Having stated that she'd like to be able to offer us an alternative to running away from Thargoids, she is clearly under no illusion that she's creating the means to wage bloody war. Her suggestion that any chance of peace is best left to the politicians suggests she doesn't know very much about politicians. She's asked Aegis to procure for her program vast quantities of Thargoid technology samples, Thargoid biological matter, ancient relics and explosives. The inclusion of technology from the rival ancient civilization of the Guardians suggests that Commander Stephen Usher's proposal to experiment by introducing Guardian technology to the Thargoid sites might be bearing fruit. When tested by the Lave radio crew, the Thargoid site reacted violently to items of Guardian origin. Liz Ryder's new weapons may owe their inspiration to Stephen Usher and the highly suggestible crew of the Orange Sidewinder. Last chance to be a dead ender. If you would prefer not to encounter Thargoids for another year, the dead end circumnavigation might just be the expedition for you. The expedition sets off on a year-long circumnavigation of the galaxy on the 14th of October, sticking to the very outer rim of the furthest spiral arms. It intends to explore systems on the very limit of modern hyperdrive technology. Nearly a hundred commanders have signed up, including some of the great names in exploration. If you would like to take part, you'd better hurry. Sign-up closes on Monday night just before the Thargoids arrive. The SDC announces an amnesty. The Smiling Dog Crew has announced that its commanders will be laying down their weapons between 8am and 5pm Galactic Standard Time on Tuesday the 26th of September. Commanders flying unshielded Type 9s are encouraged to make room in their busy schedules to carry high-value cargo around the galaxy without fear of molestation during this amnesty period. Galactic soothsayers warn that it might be wise to sell exploration data, cash in bounties and collect rewards from community goals on Monday the 25th of September as the Bank of Zeons and Universal Cartographics are both performing vital work on their servers during the amnesty period. And you never know, they might just accidentally drop that table with all your unclaimed credits in it. Canon Interstellar is rumoured to be planning to make an announcement about its latest major discovery on Tuesday evening, at about five past six. 
And that's this week's Galnet News, on a day when Commander Vantian reaches the ripe old age of 21. Happy birthday, Commander! Twenty-one again, twenty-one again. Doesn't look a day over twenty-one forever. <laughs> yeah, you're doing well for your age. Is it, yeah, exactly. In my head, I will always be twenty-one. Yeah, it's a shame everyone else has to look at you. Yeah, oh, it's just rubbish. I wouldn't look at me. Well, I've got my hollow me. I can change my hollow me. I can, I can de-age my hollow me. When, so when everybody sees me, they see the younger me. Mind wife being cheeky. He's sticking up for you. He says, I can, oh, right. I can talk. I'll have you know I have got the exact same physique and looks I had five minutes ago, so stick that in your pipe. Well, unfortunately, I, I've been doing the, the, the job I'm on this week. I'm, I'm actually away in a booth somewhere in a dodgy hotel in Seoul, um, in, in London, uh, doing the radio broadcast, or my bit of the radio broadcast. And, um, yeah, I, I bumped into somebody I've been working with, I, you know, seven times a year for the last 11 years. And uh, she walks up to me and says, something looks different about you. And I said, oh, I don't know, I've been on holiday earlier in the year, maybe got a bit of a tan. She said, no, you've got an awful lot more grey hair than last time I saw you. I said, well, that was two months ago. And she said, but it suits you. Yeah. I don't know whether that works or not. <laughs> well, let, let's just check. See, I don't know, we can get a gauge. That personally or we can gauge your age and how old you are mentally by what did you have for your breakfast? Um, I had breakfast at about three o'clock this afternoon, and it was a set of uh, vegetable gyoza and some duck spring rolls. Yeah, no, we can't tell anything from your uh, breakfast. <laughs> no, other than I live the life of a, a mother trucker. At least it wasn't Ginster's pies and a copy of the oh. Sun. <laughs> uh, what's wrong? Anyway, what's wrong? What's tech monkeys I'm making? I'm trying to restrain saying, yeah, yeah, your grey hair suits you because your face looks ancient. <laughs> well, unfortunately, my grey hair is catching up with how I behave, according to my other friends who I went camping with this year. Anyway, I blame the radio station for all these grey hairs. Anyway, it's the it's the getting stuff written about thirty seconds before we go on air um, that does the grey hair. Anyway, right? Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna charge into the the near future with. Um, yeah, our very own Buck Naked from Lake on Spaceways. But before we charge into Buck Naked from Lake on Spaceways, we thought we'd do a tune specially for him. And, um, you know, do you think of Buck Naked? Do you think of him sitting on his veranda? I don't know whether they call it a veranda in Texas, but it's a veranda. With a Yeah, with a, with a mug of something and um, a big bowl of mushroom stew cooked up by uh, Mummy Naked. Oh man, I didn't know where you were going. That's, that's lucky. Too busy singing along to actually um, pay attention to what was going on there. <laughs> what a tune. Oh, those guys are great. I mean, you know, <clears throat> the musical blaze have given us wonderful tunes like Bang Your Mug and um, Milk of the Kraken, and now we've got some mushroom stew. Bang Your Mum and. No. Mug! Mug! Sorry, I, I misspelled that. Um, 
Yay! Is that time? It's Texas time. I tell you, that only addressed the first three of my wives. <laughs> <laughs> I got as many wives as, as Vanteon got years on him. <laughs> uh, Is that wives or ex-wives or late wives? That's ex-wives, buddy. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, divorce, you know, all that paperwork and everything sometimes gets lost as you go between system to system to system to system they all got different kind of rules so i don't know from sister <laughs> to sister <laughs> to sister are you like, well, I was gonna say, are you looking <laughs> and, for the rest of course you're thargoid and then you have eight wives <laughs> well ain't done one of them yet <laughs> <laughs> that's when war will truly break out <laughs> anyway, Mr. Naked, Mr. Naked, you're here from Lake on Spaceways, not to tell us about the Type 10, of which you can't tell us about yet, can you? Uh, excuse me, my I think my hearing aid's going out there. <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyway, you're not about to tell us about the... <clears throat> that one. Um, oh, the hut here... top trucker, what you want me to tell ah, you about. Yes. <laughs> oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, howdy there, truckers. This is old Buck Naked, spokesman for Lake On Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. Now, how do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as being Commander Venteon's hiney on his birthday. Y'all think he got enough birthday spankings yet? So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping like Aunt Hilda after setting in a fire ant patch, Commander Dayglow Viking knocked down last week's record off the pedestal with right about 14,430 light years jumped. Commander Terran 4295 continues to hold the lead on bounty hunting with 82.4 million credits earned and accounted for. <gasps> Seems he took a bit of a break this week, yet he still won out. And our top mission trucker this week's Commander Boo Boo Fitzdaisy again, leading the way with 641 missions completed. Miss Lale sure is proud of all your work and even has a picture of you on her desk. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy what come with cup holders. And we'll soon be expanding our line, just like Doc's waistline keeps expanding after eating Miss Milba's apple pies. And mushroom stew. Um, <laughs> no mushroom stew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We Doc. like Doc alive. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I tried my best to get onto that top ten list, and the only list I've managed to get onto is the naughty list. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> you guys are doing it. Anyway, we, too we, much. We, we have we have a question from the audience for uh, Mister Naked. Alrighty, let's hear it. The question from the audience is, when do the stats that you've just read out 
get entered into Mr. Naked's um, big bucket of fun. When do I type this stuff up? Oh, when 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 do you get the stats? Probably like when does it run from ago. from and, well, <laughs> from and to? These are statistics from which day? Oh, I believe it's from Sunday <clears throat> to Saturday. Sun Sunday to Sunday. Sunday to Sun Sunday. You can't have Sunday to Sunday. That's eight days. Well, you know what I mean. Sunday early to Sunday late. For large numbers of Sunday and small numbers of Sunday, Sunday tends to Sunday. Something like that. It's so, a seven-day week. Basically, it, it's, it's from the, the starts start of, from Monday. It's from the end of church service <laughs> to the start of church service. And if you're in Van Manen start, yes, that's from the start of incense to the end of incense. So this is always last week's stats for our listeners. This is what happened last week. It's not what's happening now. Yeehaw. That's right. If you want to know what's happening now, go to hot.forthamug.com. And you can see what we're in the middle of at the moment, so you can catch up. Because if we did it from now to now, then there'd be no competition to be had. So it's done from then to then, so you can still do the stuff to do the thing to get the thing on the radio next week. Yep, and it lets people get that, right. that weekend catch up for the people who don't work during the week, so that all those work-shy son-of-a-guns don't run away with it every week. There you go. Okay. Well, it's, it's still Taran. I mean, he takes a few days off and still does 80 million, 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 million. Yeah, but yep, he, he's, he's just a big, you know, bounty killer. And I think he was still 25 million up on the second place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether this guy paints, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough and walks through the middle of Glasgow, or I, I don't know what he does to get these kind of bounty scores, or um, he paints a ship with gold and and flies around shedding gold saying, oh, look, there's nothing going on here. You know, Winnie the Pooh style, oh, it looks like rain. Um, but, yeah, pirates seem to attract themselves to Taran like um, well, flies around by a waste. Can I just say one thing? Taran, no matter what it is, uh, I, I'm not in hunting space at the moment, so you can stop hunting me. Yeah, be afraid, be very afraid. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Naked. Thank you very much, everybody else. You know, it's that time of the day when, oh, thank goodness, a couple of people have left the green room. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not quite so musty in there as well. So we, we're going to blunder on down to the green room. And before we blunder on down to the green room, we, we thought we'd um, pick a tune, especially for the green room. Okay. Because you can choose a couple of things to do in this life. You can choose you can choose orbital radio. You can choose Lacon type nines, you can choose blasting away in an unshielded type six, or you could choose life. Uh, these guys didn't choose life, these chose something else. You did. life, choose a ship, choose a career, choose a cargo, choose a fucking big ship, choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers, choose good health, low cholesterol and ship insurance, choose fixed interest loan repayments, choose a space station, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, 
Choose a paint job and hire purchase and a range of fucking colours. Choose decals, exploration and wondering where the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting in that chair, running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing fucking junk food in your mouth. And choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. Until some fucker comes along to steal your ship, your cargo and your clothes, leaving your bones floating out in space. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want to do a thing like that? I choose not to choose life. I chose something else. Are there reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? I need mushroom stew. Mushroom stew, mushroom stew. Good evening, everybody in the green room. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Hey, everybody, take a bite of old Buck's mushroom stew. <laughs> what is old Buck after his mushroom stew? Turn blue. Anyway, so who's excited for Tuesday? Yay. Yeah. Who's more excited for Wednesday when we can actually go play with the Thargoids? Maybe. Hey! <laughs> right, hands up anybody who's going to shoot first. What? Remclip. <laughs> is, is he yeah. here? No, he's not. Remclip's not. He's going to shoot first. Hands up anybody who's going to be not be there at all and be somewhere else like Colonia. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mindwipe. And hands up who's going to try giving them a hut and mug to see what they do with it. Oh, yeah. All of us. All of us better. Do, 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 do you know what? Do, do we have any more mugs coming sometime soon? Do you know what would be awesome? Is if a Thargoid throws the actual mug back and you actually see a mug come right through your cockpit canopy and crack it right there in the canopy right in front of your face. Patooey. Yeah, so, uh, do you know what? We ought to do something like <clears throat> work out who's going to be the first Hutton trucker to try and give a Thargoid the mug. Why don't you just give it to Torrin? <laughs> <laughs> he's disqualified on the grounds of just being far too shooty, I'm sure. Well, he's not, actually. Shoot a no, mug. No, I'm on my way to get mugs right now. <laughs> Shoot a mug. <laughs> Uh, well, can I suggest that just in case we see something silly like, ooh, maybe there's a hut mug in the future for somebody who manages to give an alien a mug. We haven't said that yet, so don't do it yet. You might want to be encountering Thargoids with spare mugs in your hole just in case. Anyway, hello, the green room. Hello, Dubbo. Hello. Now, you're, you're, you're of the I'm going to be somewhere else in the galaxy, it wasn't me parade, aren't you? I'm definitely of the Thargoid running away team, yes. Because uh, you had, yes, having you had enough of them. To, well, having talked to um, some of the people who've done some experiments with the Thargoids, I'm scared. I'm very, very scared. And by that I mean of the Sarah Jane Avery type. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's rebuy specials coming up, but not for Dobbo. 
No, I intend to be far enough away that whatever happens, I'll read about it in Galnet or listen to um, a certain broadcast. Yeah, he, he, he experiences the Thargoid, so you don't have to. Um, no, I reckon anyone who experienced the Thargoid won't be around to tell the tale afterwards. Well, we hope somebody does, otherwise it's going to be a really short news broadcast next week. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's kind of like, mind that Thargoid, what Thargoid splat. Yes. Yeah, why did, the, why did the Thargoid cross the road? But we're going to leave that kind of joke up to Odie later. Um, we've got an Intarius Fusion here, but he's just gone missing and switched off and put his headphones on, so we're not going to talk to him. And we then moved down to... Yeah, I'm not even going to talk to that one there on the basis of what badge he's wearing on his chest. So we're going down to Mindwipe. Hello, Mindwipe. How you doing, bud? We've got Happy one birthday, really important... by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, we've got one really important question for you that everyone's been asking. Go on. So the retro vault then, have you oh, found it I yet? I knew it was going to come back up. I told you last week what's happening with that. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in space with Cecil. It's somewhere in space with Cecil. I'm in between Colonia and the bubble right now and Cecil's actually got me as a hostage. Well, either that or he hasn't noticed you're on board yet and he's just yeah, well, driving somewhere. Well, I'm somewhere in the side of this damn thing. I don't know what the hell I'm actually doing here, but I keep hearing that dulcet tones of Cecil and saying, you know, he, I think he's talking about making a bloody vermouth. Something. Oh, no well, something like well, that. What the hell are he making? But I hear these tones. It's like, get me out of this fucking vault. Well, all I understand is he's supposed to be back in time for Frontier Expo, but no promises. What? Is he going around in circles? Oh, I have no idea. Or oh, he's going to hollow me there or something. Oh, but, uh, well, we, we look forward to you finding Cecil and <laughs> finding... Finding Cecil? You make fi it sound like, where's Wally? <laughs> but with slightly less stripey and... and um... <laughs> where's Cecil? There he is, the drunken one. Yeah, he's the one being held up by the police while he's vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, thanks very much. Um, Skippy. Hello. Now, I, I mean... <laughs> You and your sausage and the Thargoids. Yeah. I mean, are you going to be introducing the Thargoids to a little bit of skip rat donkum sausage? Thermal paste. I might invite them over for dinner. I kind of like the Thargoids. What, you mean anybody who does anything, they appear to get really angry really quickly and smash stuff? Ah! Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I can definitely see that. So are you going to be hanging around the bubble then and, and trying to meet these guys and um, see them, or are you going to be uh, clearing off as fast as you can? Um, I don't know. I'm probably going to be hanging around a few systems and, and see what happens. Uh, I'm quite happy to let the uh, Thargoids do what they want to do, really. To be honest with you, I think all of them are going to end up in Doncom, because all the players, because Thargoids will just be scared to enter Ooh. with them. I might even see if I can uh, um, get some thermal paste for the Thargoids to cool them off a bit. Oh, I can I can see that might work, or it might just make them turn red and angry again and shoot little things at you. Yeah, that will throw up. <laughs> I don't know, I'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I was going to say... They could get nasty rash. Moving on down a tiny bit, did I hear we had a TV superstar amongst our mids here? We do. Midst. Eros. 
Uh, hello? Now, hang on a second. I'm just reading through messages here. But it's certainly we've got you know superstar scientific make cyclotrons <laughs> go round kind of flux capacitor special kind of guy Who's have that? we got any science from you on the Thargoids uh, nope no more than uh, anybody else really other than I hope we get an ass kicking I mean <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we're going to get an ass kicking whether we, uh, whether we want to or not I mean, any hints well. on anybody that might be able to do anything to stop this going on? Pray. I'm suspecting Ramtar, but... Yeah, well, the, the Lave Radio test about giving them, you know, um, small walls and, uh, you know, ancient pots and things seems to have upset them a bit. <laughs> I think the old adage... We need to... What we need to do... is pray. But what we need to do is, uh, you know, collect up more scrap at Hutton Orbital and... Um, Fashion some weapon, uh, make it some weaponized mugs um, to throw at them. I think. But I don't know if that's well, like a you know a friendly gesture or aggressive. Aggressive. I'm not sure. Well, I mean the, those new um, missile launchers that we saw during the videos from Aegis looked mm. like mug launchers. There was nothing in them. Then stuff flew out of them, and then it hurt Thargoids. Yeah. We don't know what was in them. It could have been Hutton mugs. You see, that's a, that's a, that's a tech secret. I think. The new Hutton mug made out of ancient guardian technology. Yeah. Keeps your Fargoids warm as well as maybe, you do. Maybe you have to go and find an engineer for your mug, you know, put an extra handle on it or something. Eight-handled <laughs> mug. That's right. Anyway, well, I may have misread things entirely, but who was on BBC Two? Terry Wogan. No. It was me. <laughs> No, no. Well, somebody may have misinformed me completely on that one. <clears throat> anyway, um, no, I may have dreamt that one. It's been one of those days. <laughs> you getting old? You, you dreamt getting somebody old. was on BBC Two. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm gonna no, go. I'm gonna no, go reread my. You really have a shallow imagination. From, uh, you dreamt somebody was on BBC Two. Hang on, we we had information coming in from somebody. Did you eat too much mushroom soup? Arterius Fusion had posted a link uh, in the in the main chat with uh, Eros being on BBC Two. Well, there you go. I'm what? sure I didn't dream it. Eros was on BBC Two. You didn't say this, Eros. I bet this has to be reposted because <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I'm Vantian. I'm even understandably curious at this one. Mm. Yeah, oh, hang, hang on! Yeah, it's been it's been possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, yes. This goes back to something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, for, for the avoidance of doubt, we're not going to share. We're not going to share what that picture actually was. <laughs> Suffice to say, he wasn't on BBC Two, but there was something yeah, else going on entirely in a picture that somebody stuck on the wall here in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bad case of the bum eyes. Cap Captain Bumhead of the USS Aegis. Anyway, so I'm going to pretend I didn't see that one and nobody fed me enough information um, so we all looked at the picture. Once you've seen it. <laughs> I can't unsee that one. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> moving along swiftly before I embarrass myself any further about nonsense the people have sent me in messages while I've been broadcasting. Lenin, hello. Good evening. Now, you're the kind of mellow-voiced kind of guy that is just live and let live and the Thargoids can do their thing. Or am I wrong? Lynn, unless it's, unless it's a Klingon, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah also a Klingon. Pretty much accurate. 
Your mind. How my life's uh, running at the moment. I'll be doing everything a, bit, a week later than everyone else. <laughs> so if it's dangerous, you'll discover it a week later when it's not quite as dangerous because everybody else would have de-dangered the danger. Yeah, more or less. And if it's a Klingon, he'll kill it with impunity. Well, depends on yeah, what, who I'm crewing with. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. Multi-crew might become a thing because as soon as somebody finds one of these aliens, everybody else is going to want to jump on the ship and go, ooh, out the front of their lake on. Sure no, if Lenin's captain. Because it's safe to do it via multi-crew because you don't die. At least they say so. <laughs> yeah, um, we've got a, a Mishka hiding with no mic. Uh, good evening, Mishka, but you can't talk because you've got no mic. Thank you very much, Mishka. Now, Odie, did you have time to come up with any why did the thug guy cross the road jokes? Please don't. No. Don't tempt him. We want one for next week. Can can you can you satisfy our demand for Thargoid crossing roads jokes next week? Can you? I could try, but that's like that's like expecting me, expecting you guys to actually do all the people uh, list on the truck trucker tracker. Uh, well, we'll hold to go on then. Give us what you do have this week. I have nothing. <laughs> okay, well, fair. <laughs> All right. Hang on, hang on. Did Helm just freeze over? Odie's no, got nothing this week? Did Hell freeze over? Hell did freeze over. No, no, but it may have blown down or... <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> oh, maybe that was Florida. Um, oh, so, uh, I've got Overlight. Can I just say that? Overlight. Now, this Hello? is the name I've seen in here before, but good evening. No, good is this evening, somebody but... who's written the name differently that I'm not recognising, or is this a genuinely new commander to the radio show? No, but it's a new name. A new name? Yes. I had an old name, but I didn't like the old name because people kept calling me Bob. Oh, it's Joshington! Hello. Yes, now that I recognise the voice. So, okay, Joshington Bob has done his deed poll and changed himself to Overlight. Are you officially an Overlight now, or is this just a... No, no, it's official. It happened. Uh, but what's really confusing is a Hutton helper, um, because I'm half one, half the other. So I'm going to speak really nicely to Antarius Fusion and see if he'll do a big find and replace and sort that out. Well, the, the yes. You know, as we say by Eros here and Lenin and, um, yeah, you're going to be over like Bob forever, forevermore. <laughs> I can live with that. Anyway, well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely calling you Bob from now on, Justin. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> Has anybody seen those episodes of. Um, <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's seen them. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking Bob. about, Dave. Uh, Bla Blackadder. No. Anyway, <laughs> Bob. Bob. His name's Bob. Bob. Yeah. Bob. I say Bob. 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 Right, moving on from Bob, 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 Dara. Now, literally, Bob. you've taken a couple of days off, and you've got eighty-five squillion million credits in bounties. Well, yeah. Okay, so I mean, what's the trick here? Are you are you in a gold painted ship with gold flying out the back of it? I mean, are you, you know, look at all that juicy bio waste? I'm going to boil you up, or I mean, or you just sit there and they come fly at you. Uh, a lot of it happens in wings. For some reason, all the great ships show up while you're in a wing, and um, the wing makes it really easy to um, um, 
make a million really really quick and then you just go turn it in and rinse and repeat right can you give us some sort of hellos to your wingmen and your wingmates from the last bit then well, well, there's Overlay Bob um, and uh, Aiden. And <laughs> thanks, thanks very much. <laughs> Hang on, uh, which one's which one's Aiden? But Aiden's Aiden. He's got an apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got an apostrophe. And I like I have it. I don't know. I know Aiden Aiden. Who is Aiden? Is he in here? No, no. Aiden's missing at the moment. He's probably recovering from being. Yeah, in a wing with Taran and making right. far too much money. <laughs> and then there's Farked Up, and uh, I, I also have uh, someone Friday and Saturday who I play with as well on my nights, which is uh, Snark. So uh, there's 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 quite a few of us. I'm happy to wing up with anyone. So yeah, Fair enough. I'm pretty sure with the amount of money you make in a wing, they're more than happy to wing up with you as well. Well, they they do pretty good on their own, so I'm, it's it's just not just me. So, well, well, thank you very much as usual. We're hoping somebody is going to knock you off the top slot next week. Well, Somebody's. Oh, oh they are knocking me off. I've got a running competition <laughs> to actually knock all of you mothers off the uh, top slot next week for distance. So you're going for more than fifteen thousand in one. Oh one yes. Well, we we remain. Hopeful that we're going to be amazed. Skeptical. I would like to actually see somebody knock me off of the and do it in hunting systems. No, we're all gold. Well, that's of course, the, the only so person knocking anybody off this evening was our very own Buck Naked with his mushroom stew. I like mushroom stew. Anyway, right. Uh, well, definitely yeah, on the just, table here. Oh, sorry. Go on then. If I could just add, like, I'm just on my way to uh, uh, Hut Orbital right now to pick up mugs and gin before we go into lockdown for the. Uh, I I'm trying to make up for last week where I had to cancel our uh, night shift thing, so I'm trying to make it up for tomorrow night. We're gonna go visit the Thargoids. Hey. And have what? you recruited plenty of night shift people, or do you need us to shout really loudly? Well, well, I I just posted the event yesterday, so I'm hoping you know some guys will end up finding it. And there's 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 already a few who's gonna come, so I'm gonna go get all the probes and the artifacts and we'll kind of we'll see what we can do. Okay, so just in just in case for anybody listening who's on the night shift, night shift means anybody um, over the pond, the other side, west of the Untied Kingdom. Um, what sort of time are you guys gonna be meeting up? Uh, it's going to be seven o'clock Pacific, is 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 when we're going to start. Can you right, be so Pacific being the other side of more the other specific? side of left. That's round. That's round about ten a.m. our time. No more near the Pacific uh, Ocean. It's yeah, uh, Pacific Standard Time. We're that's round about, about, about seven hours. No wait, hang on. I'm doing some math. This isn't working well. Yeah, seven hours. Do it. Do it Zulu time. Mm. I don't know what Zulu time is. What, what time does it say in your spaceship at the moment? Doesn't it do... Um, yeah, it's, in game time. It's, in game time, it's, that's the best it's, way. Yeah. It's 21.30 game time, so I'm minus seven hours. Boom, boom. Good old night shift commanders. Please be aware that there are a few new options for you at this weekend's night shift. Report for duty as required. There you go. Uh, new, new, new feature I'd like Frontier to do. Can we have an in-game calculator? <laughs> that adjusts for British summers. 
<laughs> and probably the weather at the same time. <clears throat> right. Oh, no, we have Commander Flossie who says it's eight hours behind the UK it is. currently. It's but eight it's eight hours, yeah. For the next week or two, it's going to be eight hours behind the UK and then it's going to change. That's a seven hours. Whoopie doo, an hour. Yeah, right. Until we um, change wh- again. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going um, to tell people that it's on. It's still so... a long fucking ass time behind us. Which commander name, so um, your full commander name, so we can get people to wing up with you, is Taran... 4295. 4295. 4295. We will publish that, and people can send you a friend request, hopefully, and get on to whatever you're doing for the night shift, because we hear complaints this week that we didn't do anything for night shifts. That is a lie. Absolutely. The guys have done yeah, a really so good job on night shift. I'm no, 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 we, we had complaints publicly because we didn't tell people that the night shift were doing anything. Really? Yeah... Everybody, the night shift is doing stuff. You've been warned. Thank you. Generally speaking, when we finish the show here, that's about the time the night shift begin waking up. Morning, night shift. There we go. Covering all bases here. Yeah, but right, this, and... this show doesn't go in archive until about seven hours later, so it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, I was just reminded of an old Billy Connolly joke when he said that World War II bomber flew over Germany and opened the bay door and the night shift fell out. <laughs> I remember that one. Right, and in place of Odimon's best pun, we're going to award that to Lord Princess. Um, yeah. <clears throat> right, and the last person in the green room that we've not got down to yet, who's not listening to anybody, is the Fire Mage. That's who oh. it was. I was getting cheek from that person all night, and I was dismissing it as some nut job from the team speak. Now I know who no, it no, is. No, that's the guy below Fire Mage. Who? You, Mr. Winnert. <laughs> right okay no, we have to we have to pay attention to the rest of our one listener who's not actually in the green room who's still listening in and hasn't tuned out yet so uh, uh, we're just going to give a bit of a big for the mug to everybody in here for the mug a mug. for the mug for the mug for the mug and, and we're going to we're going to we're going to head back up to the live room. We're going to say goodbye to our audience, if anybody tuned in. I think one or two of Canon and Stella may have tuned in this evening, and then maybe one of them stayed. I, I can tell you, um, we, we've got quite a lot of international listeners tonight. Ooh. Really? Ooh. Australia, Canada, Guernsey. Guernsey's Australia. <laughs> Switzerland <laughs> and uh, Germany. Well, so we've got the full the full spread then. Yeah. Thank you for all those listeners from all of us here. And uh, what the hell are you actually got doing right now? No, we're going up to the live room. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh. We've escaped. I'm just going to untape. It can get a bit um, musty in there, can it? Yes, I will tell you what. Yeah, the humidity level in there is is, is super high. Just reminds that time that you know Flossie came in with those um, rock cakes. Oh my gosh! By the way, for reference, just as we left the green room, we've noticed that Commanders Fruity and Aiden managed to break back into the room just after we left. So um, I don't know what they're saying, whether they want to talk to us or not. But um, it's too late. Yeah, Aiden, you're too late. We brought you in here to tell you you're too late. But hello. Right, we'll put him back down. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone now. And Fruity as well. He's possibly the most dangerous man to fly with in space. Ah, uh, right. So, well, that was it's been a, it's been a good show. Uh, have you got time to get down to the bar for some more drinks, or is it closed? 
1035. Well, it's a Novatel. Maybe they have finished. I'll go and see some passed out customers. Yeah, see if they've, see if they've held you any back in the fridges. Um, well, thank you for joining us on your birthday, Dave. That was uh, very good of you. No, no, not 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 at all. I, you know, enjoy myself. I'm, I'm working tomorrow morning, which means I can't party tonight. But um, <clears throat> if anybody else is in London tomorrow and fancies coming out for a beer at the end of the day, I'm I'm going out for a beer on my birthday, and I'm quite happy drinking on my own. But if any hunting truckers want to join me, guess what? Drop me a message. Go out partying, yeah. Go out and party hearty. Yep, well, we had a couple of Hutton truckers last year and the year before because I'm always working on this week, so it was quite nice to catch up with a few truckers. But I'll um, I'll tell everybody where I am and what I'm drinking later. Um, anyway, so I'm going to be self-indulgent now. Ooh. See, because we had a theme this week all about those crazy people out there exploring and experimenting with Centauri Mega Gin and Onion Head. And... Coincidentally, one of my favourite tunes, favourite, favourite tunes, happens to be along that theme as well. Really? Sorry, I'm just, I'm just catching up. Um, catching up with some philosophy. Couldn't, couldn't quite uh, read that. As my head was, head was in another place there. Right, <clears throat> yeah, we have um, something else, do we? Oh, yeah, we do, we do. Oh, no. I don't we know do, we it, do. I don't know if it's suitable. It looks a bit dodgy. Well, no, it, it does look a little bit dodgy. Um, yeah, and it, it's, it's the grass man. It is. Well, we will catch you next week. Until then, good night and for the mug. <laughs>